Welcome to the Dr. Duds Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Dads. It's just, it's solo day today with my man, Dr. David Wardy. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I like good. our solo days. I'm excited. Me too. We did what? have some good guests on though, right? Like we've we had have. some pretty solid guests the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, we always get pumped up, right? And there's, and it's fun getting, getting the guests to just get in their flow state and just share all that amazing information they've got. And then it gets us wanting to talk to one another and, and sort of download and, and create a framework, I think, for helping people understand some of the stuff that's being shared. Well, I know we, we were talking a lot about brain, you know, and then we got, uh, I mean, it's all been a lot of brain, but then we're getting into a lot of this chronic stuff, right? Like talking about this chronic disease and how we're upside down on a lot of things. And um, I'm just loving the theme of where we're at right now with our guests and the information and, you know, we talked earlier, like today, like we were just like, why don't we just give them this like roadmap to cellular health so that you get the foundations of like why these things are so important and why they, everybody needs to kind of start with this stuff. Because, uh, you, you know, I, I was listening to your webinar, man, and you said something really cool. You're like, you know, a lot of people are taking all these these supplements, they're doing all these therapies, but yet their their foundation of the building blocks of what they need in their body is not there. And that's why they're still struggling with their health, you know, or they're not doing well. So, um, and you, and you just put it so well, man. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to do this one today, man. Cause like it's, it's, it's our paradigm, right? It's what we always talk about, but, uh, I love the journey that you take everybody down when you speak, man. And so let's give some of that back to our listeners today. Let's do it. Well, let's, let's start off with the basic idea of like an unhealthy cell and a, and a healthy cell, because I think most of us don't, we just, we just look at symptoms and we think of us as just getting older and, um, you know, maybe something's not working. We start thinking, oh, it's something in our diet or, you know, we keep trying to look for things outside of us for why we're not doing as well as we, we could be. And really it just comes back down to basic foundation. We're, we're, a, we're a community of trillions of cells and they're all basically composition of what we're putting in your boy, putting in our bodies, how we surround ourselves with, you know, different things in our environment, whether it be toxins or, or maybe we're spending more time in nature, but essentially like an old unhealthy cell is kind of like an egg that's been cooked. You know, what happens when you cook an egg, it's forever changed. It's, it's hard, it's robust, it's lost its fluidity. And what that means from like a nutrient or hormone point of view, it means that you can't your hormones aren't going to bind your receptors very well. You're not going to be a good, efficient uh, uh, absorber of nutrients. You know, these could be gut cells, but they could be brain cells. They could be heart cells. They could be, you know, this is the core foundation for any state of health or any state of illness, chronicity, or acute. We've either, we're either building healthy cells or we're, contributing to more and more unhealthy cells that can't extract the right nutrients from the environment well like what is it every seven years we have a whole new body of cells right and so is and and one thing i want people to understand is like like you're saying you're either rebuilding healthy ones because of your habits and what we're putting in our body or you're not 
Yeah. And for some people, this is why we're upside down with our health is, is there's, there's deficiencies of these building blocks that we need to, to create healthy cells and there's toxicities of other things in your life. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I love the egg, uh, analogy you give, man. It, it's such a good way of seeing the cell. Yeah. Well, I think we all grew up, you know, getting those commercials. Of, this is your egg or this is your brain on drugs. And right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's such a great metaphor. Like yeah. you're, you're, I really, I, I mean, I feel like we need to pause here and just, this is everything that it comes to health. You know, we, we wrote this in the write up or you wrote this so eloquently in the, the last write up, just health begins and ends or like li we live and die by the state or the quality of our cell membrane like I, that can't be stated enough like that's literally the foundation for every organ every hair cell every eye cell heart cell uh reproductive cell it's all coming from that same foundation as your cell membrane like this needs to be you know screamed from the mountaintops this is so important and well, so many listeners, yeah we've said it a million times right it's the brain of your cell like, yeah. just keep it simple, everybody. Your brain is your master system. It runs the body. Now, think at every living cell, you also have a brain that has to interact with your nervous system and the rest of the body. So, like you're saying, Nick, this is it, man. It's foundational. And, like, we're simplifying this, but could it just be that simple? <laughs> like, that we're not healthy at these foundational pieces of our cellular health, hence why we're struggling with all these problems, right? Um, and, I mean, with the information we heard last week with, uh, with Brian Peskin, right? I mean, that's just the reality. That's really what's happening. So the, the brain of your cell, where, where is it at? And have you even looked there if you're struggling with a health issue, whether you already have a disease process or you're already just not feeling well, this could be why. And you have to kind of zoom that lens down to the smalling living the smalling, you know, the smallest living unit of what you are and see if foundationally you're already good there. Cause that's kind of where you have to start, is at that foundation. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe it's it's a good time to talk about we you and I both have a, such a simple test to measure this too, right? Oh yeah. So we do something called a metoxy test, and this is measuring cell membrane inflammation. There's a byproduct of cell damage called melandaldehyde, which gets released in the urine. It's like us releasing inflammatory molecules. And so this simple urine test can show the state of cell membrane inflammation. And so it becomes a prognostic tool, you know, because you can track it over time, but it's also diagnostic for just chronic inflammation, which is like, you know, the tagline for any illness has inflammation as, as part of it. You know, so do we just suppress inflammation? Do we just use turmeric and fish oils and other, you know, prescription and or natural anti-inflammatories? Or do we get to the root reason for why that chronic oxidation inflammation is happening, right? So it's a metoxy test. Well, I like that you say that, man, because like I think people's thinking when it comes to inflammation, when they hear that, like you're saying, they think, oh, let me just take more turmeric or let me take this supplement because it's just going to keep the inflammation down. But the, that mindset is not in that place of, well, what's causing it? <laughs> like maybe I should actually address that, not just keep trying to put out the fire. It's kind of like having firefighters and your house just keeps lighting up on the fire and you keep hosing it down, but you're not figuring out where the fire is starting. That's a beautiful metaphor. 
It's so, I mean, it, so it, true. Yeah, and like I just want people's heads to be in that space of what it actually is and where they need to be targeting and looking versus thinking like you're saying because so many people do that, right? Like yeah. I have people coming in like, oh, I take all this turmeric every day or I'm taking all this. And they're literally just trying to fan the flames. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not getting to the root cause, right? So like, like you're saying, if you really want to, the only way for you to start feeling better when you're having these problems is you got to go after these root causes that is driving that inflammatory process. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be honest, like David and I are both guilty of using Band-Aid therapies. You oh, know? Yeah. We, we use them all the time, to be honest, a bit, but then it always comes with a caveat of, of education. This is not going to fix you. This is just to help your body deal with the resolving aspect of inflammation, right. but not a managing side of things. We, we can't get into that. And it's fun when, um, because I think, you know, we've done a good job of educating our, our patients, our tribes, where they go, but I want to know why that's there. And I go, great. That's, you've asked the right question. You know, well, why, is like, my, why is my iron low, for example, yeah. or whatever? Well, and that's like you're saying it now. It's kind of like we get excited, right? It's like, okay, now you're asking the right questions. Like, mm. now your head's in the right space, right? Yeah. Because as I mean, practitioners, like, we just want people to feel better. You know, yeah. we, we want to take away, we, we want to help you take away your pain. Like it's, it's built into us. Okay. You've got that symptom. I've got a solution for you. And so there's been an unlearning process for David and I just to get, okay, wait a second. You know, do we want people, do we want to give people the fishing pole or do we just want to give them the fish? You know, we're going to be talking a lot about fish in this, uh, in this episode, but I think it's a, a really important aspect to understand that this is really comes down to education. So let's talk about the two main problems with cell membranes. Like what are the two big things that, that happen to, to someone's cell membranes? Well, one, which we always talk about and everybody's probably heard us is toxins. I mean, this is a big issue right now. This is causing a massive amount of inflammation from issues with people's diets from too much sugar to people with heavy metal toxicity to people with like chronic emotional trauma that hasn't, haven't healed from that mental emotional stress, right? Like all this ends up being toxic to the cell eventually you know i love doing meta oxy tests on people that have like an emotional trauma because some of them will be in with us and they're showing very low almost at zero they'll have an emotional trauma and then we'll run a test and they're like at a seven and so it's such a great teaching tool to show people how the mental emotional piece impacts your body Hmm. And so you go outside of that and things we talk about all the time is like we live in a toxic world, right? And we're constantly bombarded with this toxic overload. And if you're not living a life and a lifestyle where you're trying to control the things that you can to reduce your toxic load, then it's not a, it's not a matter of, of how much, you know, it's not, it's just, it's, 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 it's there, but it's a matter of like, well, how bad is it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so toxins play this massive role in, in affecting our cells ability, man, to just express itself the way it's supposed to. Right. Totally. And then what's the other one, man? What we got the other one's the kind of fats were, I mean, that was everything that uh, Brian Peskin talked about last uh, on the last episode was and it takes 18 weeks to repair your cell membranes like this, you know, it kind of, it should be a reminder for people that this is such a lifestyle change that people need to go through. I mean, it takes a long time to actually fix what we've been doing to damage our bodies over time. And I don't care if you're paleo, vegan, vegetarian, carnivore, 
that none of these diets guarantee that you're putting the right kinds of fats into your body. Like it just, it just doesn't. I mean, you would, you don't know unless you've tested for it. You know, again, metoxy can be a good test. There's, there's some tests that we use in clinic that actually break down uh, the, the fats in a lot more detail. So you can get a proper breakdown of your linoleic acid, your alpha linoleic acid, your GLA, your EPA, DHA, your arachidonic acid. Like you can get a full breakdown of the composition of fats that are in your body. And that's the only way we really know is to either look at that inflammatory process with the metoxy or to, you know, do a proper full fat analysis of, of, of your cell membranes, essentially. And so that's the second problem. And, you know, I, I just talked to patients today. I'm eating a vegan diet. I'm so healthy. Like everything's super pure. And, and I, yet I'm having, you know, symptom A, B, and C or whatever, brain fog, whatever it could be. And, you know, the thing is, this, that diet does not guarantee you're actually helping to structure healthy cells. Like your cells are membranes or cell membranes are 50% fat and 50% protein. I don't care what kind of vegan you, you are without being more conscious of the kinds of fats you're doing. You're eating a higher carbohydrate diet that is going to be typically more void of fats. Uh, even if you're eating a bunch of good nuts and seeds, I mean, it's a reality that, that you just can't escape unless you're putting those fats in. They are called essential fatty acids. And as Brian shared, they have to be parent essential oils. Well, and for our listeners, please, on this on the topic of fat, like Nick's speaking to, go back to our last podcast, number 60, and listen to the PEO solution with Brian Peskin because he gives a very thorough explanation of the types of fats you need to be putting in your body, the ratios, and what that all needs to look like to build healthy membranes. And so this is so upside down for so many people, including me and Nick, if we look back, there were you know we were taught something different, but because we're constantly learning and looking at all these things, this is just information that we think is so vital to share with everybody that you've got to get the right building blocks and the right fats to build these healthy cells. And like you're saying, it doesn't matter how you eat; there's always going to be a deficiency or a toxicity if you're not really like looking and finding a way to implement these things to where you're getting the load that you need to support you know healthy yeah. a healthy foundation. Yeah. And so let's, let's talk a little bit of functionality of those cell membranes. I mean, this is literally where your hormones in the bloodstream are going to have to bind to these receptor sites on your cells. Remember we talked about the cracked egg. You crack that egg, you fry it up, you've changed the membrane, you've changed the structure of that cell. If you're in a toxic environment, if you're inflamed, if you have the wrong fats, you've changed the structure of your cells, meaning those receptor sites where those hormones are supposed to bind are all distorted. The cells are inflamed. You've literally changed the shape of those receptors. Those hormones can't bind. And it's well, changing. Go ahead. Well, and the interaction there is so important, right? Like that, that relationship of the receptors and then whether it's hormones, neurotransmitters, peptides, whatever exchange the cell's having to have with that communication piece, that's where life happens, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean when you really think about it, that's, that's what's happening at the very beginning of this whole process of getting our cells to function properly and get the proper proper messaging into the cell so it can carry out a job. Mm-hmm. And so what we're speaking to everybody is like, is, is this brain of your cells just doing what it was built to do? And for many of us who don't feel well or have problems, that's actually what's causing your health issues. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, lo- I love that you just brought that back to like this is life and this is communication. It's life, man. I mean, that's yeah. where that's literally where it starts. Yeah. And you take that level further. So many of us of our culture has been stuck in this phenomenon. That's just because I'm getting older. It's in my genetics. You know, this is what happens to people in my family. They all have thyroid disease or whatever it is. Um, actually, I uh, just on our, our doctor group call, um, we had uh, one of our colleagues talk about how he had this, you know, rare genetic thing that only showed up in his family. And uh through all the detox process and, and everything that he's learned uh, in, in his journey, uh, he went in for follow-up testing and they said, well, actually, you're not expressing that genetic error anymore. Obviously, I'm not going to say any names or anything like that. But the point is, is that your genetic expression is communicating through that cell membrane as well. So like you said, that's, that's where life happens is at that cell membrane. So it's just, it's really important to reiterate that this is where you're expressing health or you're expressing illness. It's all through that communication system. And the, the breeding ground for that is your cell membranes. So talk about, talk about environment, man. I like when you, you speak to the environment and how you create this healthy foundation and what that, what, and the terrain. I like the way you speak about yeah. terrain. Well, I think, you know, kind of what we were saying before, so many of us get stuck in this uh, downstream experience, right? So um, I always get people to imagine this, this beautiful river valley. And then over time, this beautiful river valley sort of deteriorates uh, maybe the fish start floating to the surface, the, the water gets a little dark. Um, you know, there's, there's weeds that are growing on the side of the river that weren't there before. The grass is getting patchy. Uh, this beautiful river valley eventually turns into this sort of doc, a toxic sludge, right? It just, it just completely transforms the landscape uh, of the environment. And our mainstream medicine, our conventional medicine approach, even we're, like I said, we're guilty of this too, um, is to band-aid things. You know, maybe we'll put some chlorine in the water. Maybe we'll, you know, pull the fish out and put some new baby fish into the stream so that they can grow. Uh, maybe we'll use some weed killer and we'll do something to, to deal with the new critters that have moved in the environment. Or we ask the question, what's upstream? Maybe something's poisoning the river and it's having an effect on all this downstream stress that's happening. And sure enough, there's a, you know, a mercury manufacturing plant or a, you know, aluminum manufacturing plant or whatever, dumping toxicity into the environment above the river that's now having this downstream effect. And those are the, those are the little, you know, you see, you call them chinks in the armor. Those are the little blind spots that we forget to look and, and to see our impact. Like, are we using fertilizer on that, on that soil? Are we using the probiotic, the fish oil? Are we using the, the natural, you know, immune suppressive therapy or the prescription to manage the environment or are we taking an active role in rebuilding a healthy river valley? And, you know, we haven't talked about this yet in the podcast, but I, I recommended you a while ago, I watched uh, the documentary, uh, the biggest little farm. It's such a, oh, I loved it, man. Yeah, that was so good. A, it was incredible, man. Like you talk about terrain of what you're speaking to. You know, everybody needs to watch this because like when Nick's, when Nick is actually speaking to you about terrain, you, you watch that movie and you see this happen. It was, I mean, it was seven years, right? It was a yeah. seven year period that it took, but these people started with this dead soil, like deserted mat, like fields. And they, they started a farm and within seven years of putting work into this farm and everything affecting everything, they, they, what is it called when they do that? 
uh, that type of farming. Bio biodynamic. Yeah, right? it's a biodynamic. So like they don't bring anything foreign onto the farm. They use everything on the farm to balance something else, just like a system in the body. How weird. But in seven <laughs> years, talk about this flourishing change in terrain. I mean, it was incredible. So everybody needs to watch that because when you do that in the body, you get healthy. Mm -hmm. It's no different. You know what Nick is speaking to. And when you want your health back, that's kind of the process that has to take place inside your body by creating the environment around you to support that. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to get well. Like, I don't mind saying that because that's mm -hmm. just the reality. You're not. There, there are no shortcuts, right? So that the symbolism in that movie and the human body, man, it's incredible because it's, it's like right on, right? Oh, it's right on. I mean, the cell membrane is literally like the garden, right? Like yeah. How are you planting the seeds? Do you have enough biodiversity and the kinds of fats you're using, the amino acids? And you, you know, and all the little intricacies that allowed for that, yeah, seven-year plan for that farm to turn around and start making amazing fruits and vegetables and animals. And I mean, it was, it's, we watched that one like, two days in a row, I think, just because it was such a profound message and we got our kids to watch it too. Oh, it was great, man. We, we really enjoyed it. So yeah. thanks for that recommendation. But for our <laughs> patients, watch it. The biggest little farm, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about like the cell membrane structure. So these are some stats that uh, Brian Peskin talked about on that, on that call as well. So 25, well, let, maybe we should identify that 25 to 33% of your cell membrane is is in the form of the, what's called these parent essential oils, PEOs. Now, there's only two basic parent essential oils, linoleic acid, which is omega-6, and alpha linoleic acid, which is omega-3. So 99% of the time in your body, you're keeping your fats in these parent forms. Those are true essential fatty acids. Now, what are, what are we in modern or modern very intelligent nutritional recommendations doing for people we're recommending non-essential fatty acids but we're calling them essential fatty acids well i love it the way brian said like oh they just left an adjective out and it completely changes the whole thing right like we've been telling people for decades to put these adulterated uh fish oils into their systems which are derivatives right and so yeah. We're not even putting our building blocks into our body. We're, we're building up a toxicity of these derivatives in our system that are really doing nothing for us but creating a toxicity that's leading to all kinds of problems, right? For cancer and heart disease and, and diabetes and all these other problems. Because, and, and here's the funny part, like he says, is like the research has been there the whole time and just nobody was looking at the right things, right? And we've, we've been, we've been, uh, We've been sold this pipe dream of fish oil and all the healing benefits when the reality is, is it's, not the, it's not the right form. Mm -hmm. And so I like to keep that simple, man. When I tell my patients, I was like, you just cut the middlemen out, right? Like we're now, now we're telling people we'll eat the things that the fish are eating to get their oils, right? And so you cut the middlemen out and you get to that parent form. And that's actually what we're built of and that we need actually, right? And so... It's kind of like we were getting the leftovers, right? And being told by everybody like, here, use these leftovers because these are good for you. And the reality is they're not, they're toxic. Mm -hmm. um, and so going on from that, man, I mean, you talk about how 50% is fat of this, this protein of this cell membrane, right? And the rest is protein, but we're slamming EPA and DHAs all day, right? 
And uh, I loved the the brain thing you gave us. What was it? Uh, the brain uses 3.6 milligrams on a daily basis of DHA on average, and the maximum amount it can take is 7.2 milligrams. Yet, how much are we dosing people, or how much are some of these doctors dosing people with fish oil on a daily basis? Man, like, and again, I, we used to do this. That yeah, was we like, did. I mean, it's like one of our number top, one. Right? It's like one of our number one recommendations. Yeah. It was almost like every patient, if they didn't leave our clinic with a fish oil and a probiotic, we 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 didn't give them the foundational, you know, fundamental support. And I like, and I and I can't go. I will. Uh, if any, if there's any old patients listening, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, we're not innocent <laughs> by any means. <laughs> we were following the information that we were taught, you know. But the sad part is, there's still people doing this, right? And yeah. like the information, I think about five years, six years ago, I stopped doing that. I don't, you know, I I, I learned about this. I saw some research, and I was like, yeah, let's stop doing that. And I started giving these these parent forms. Yeah. But there's this is still a big mistake, right? That a lot of a lot of practitioners are making. So if you're listening to this and you are a practitioner, wake up, go do the research. It's there. The information is there, and you'll be able to put those those pieces of the puzzle together and understand that you need to make changes for your patients to help them get to get well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the way that Brian talks about too. Like he, he says, like, listen, you you're these fish need antifreeze so that they, their, their blood doesn't congeal and they, they can still function and deliver nutrients to all the muscles and everything. And so when they're le- living in 70 degree, you know, Fahrenheit water or, you know, or, or lower than that, they're going to need, um, they're going to need some protective mechanism. And so literally EPA DHA is like antifreeze. Right. We live on land. We're terrarians. You know, we live in environments that are, are not that cold and we, we maintain a body temperature of 98.6 Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius. So we don't need antifreeze in our body. We've got an internal combustion engine that keeps our body warm. And so when you put antifreeze into a system, that's, it's an automatic oxidative stress. And, you know, one of the biggest arguments is, well, well my, my fish oil is third-party tested, it's high quality, it's, you know, all these things. And I, again, I used to say all these things too. And at the end of the day, your, your body doesn't care if it's third-party tested. It's still derivative fat. You know, we talked about the, the actual dosage uptake in, in, a, in, in the brain. It's three point, it was a 3.6 upwards of 7.2. Yeah. Well, the dosages of DHA in some of these supplements, these derivative fats, are like 200, 500, 1,000 milligrams per teaspoon or, or you know, per capsule, whatever it may be. It's like 30 to 500 times the, the physiological need of a tissue, and yet we're giving it for the brain. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And so obviously it's going it's gonna to hit our body. It's going to hit that temperature, immediate oxidation. So the purity of it really, to me, doesn't really even make sense physiologically when, you, when we learn this information. So, Well, it can be super clean, right? But the, the point in case is it's not the right form. Yeah. So, guys, it's the form. It's the source. Like me and Nick always talk about, source is everything yeah. when it comes to what you're putting in your body. Yeah. So that's, that's an important piece, I think, you know, and then understanding, you know, amino acids is a whole nother thing, but uh, obviously that's the other remainder, the other 50% of your body, and that's essentially your receptors. So if you want those amino acids sitting in a healthy cell membrane, uh, doing what they need to do to take up that information, to be the communication station for hormones and vitamins and everything else, um, you, you need that proper cell membrane structure. And then, you know, talk about it electrically because it's it's like, 
there's this orientation that needs to happen with the cell. Like there's this, if you look at red blood cells, they have a concave structure. They're very unique in their shape. Part of what gives a shape is that foundation. And then that foundation delivers or sustains a healthy charge. One of the tools we use in our clinic is called bioimpedance analysis. And it measures capacitance, it measures your phase angle, it measures your electrical conductivity, the insulation and the resistance of a current passing through your body. And so when you can see that the capacitance is low or the phase angles dropped and the resistance is high, we know that we are no longer good conductors of electrical input. And that's all coming down to that foundational structure again. So the way that those amino acids and fats interact inside to create that healthy structure determines everything about that communication system again. So super important stuff. I like the way you say that, man, because there's a really good book, and I'm actually looking it up right now because I can't remember the name of the author, uh, but it's called The Body Electric, mm-hmm. and I want to say that I read this, I did read this book quite a, lo- a long time ago, but I mean, this this book kind of speaks to that a little bit, so for our listeners, check out that book, The Body Electric, because it kind of talks about what Nick's um, uh, speaking to, and then another book called, uh, what is it, Healing is Voltage. Mm. which is another interesting book that kind of gets into this. But yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you talk about the integrity of the communication, stuff like that. And yeah, if we don't have these foundations and, you know, like we talk, I, people probably get tired of me saying this, but it is a simple vital function demands. Communication is numero uno. It's number one. So everybody, if that communication is already not functioning well, nothing else works after that. It doesn't matter what else you keep trying to fix and, you know, other things you're trying to do. This is essential to just getting this innate intelligence to just carry out what it's just built. It's been built to do. And if we're upside down here, we're not going to get well and we're going to, we're not going to feel well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So important. So I, I think, you know, let's talk a little bit about cholesterol because, I mean, this is a hot topic for a lot of people. I think it's poorly misunderstood. And, and that's, <clears throat> we talked about the cell membranes being 50% fat, 50% protein. Cholesterol is a big part of those cell membranes, right? When we look, talk about these EFAs and, and the good and the bad and what we need, we need cholesterol, everybody. It's, it's not a bad thing. And I feel like people have been lied to a little bit and it's created this stigma over the decades of like, well, it's just bad. And like, Mm. people are so anal about it, man. Like, I don't know about you, but the people that come in to be like, they could be feeling so much better. Everything's doing great, but they're still like focused on this number on their lab test. Mm. Like it's the end of the world because it's not in the range that it's supposed to be. So let's just talk a little bit about that real quick and like kind of what that what that's supposed to look like and and maybe help create a better understanding here so people can kind of hang up on this whole cholesterol piece. Yeah. Well, I think you know looking at it as like a foundational nutrient because it's a precursor, it's the backbone for all our hormones. So, you know, initially when I see cholesterol high, the first question I have is, um, are they massively hormonal deficient? So like, are they having brain fog? Are they low libido? Are they, you know, not recovering well? Are they lack of desire for um, exercise and movement? Are they decreased strength? Is there signs of hormonal deficiency there? And that would be a reason for your body to naturally want to compensate by making more of that precursor molecule or utilizing or increasing its presence so you can make more hormone. That's the first question. And then the second question is, 
are these people massively inflamed? Because it's not uncommon for cholesterol to go up when the body is dealing with some level of inflammation because cholesterol acts as a band-aid. It's like the, the analogy uses the, the firemen. You know, are, is, it the, is it the firemen that are a problem or are they just always showing up when there's a fire? You know, it's the same kind of question. And, you know, you can break down your triglycerides, your, your LDLs, your HDLs and all those kinds of things. And, you know, on the, on the simple side, yeah, I look for a healthier level of HDL and uh, in a you know, somewhat normal level of LDL. And I look at the ratios of HDL to total cholesterol, which I think is important. And then also look at HDL in relation to triglycerides because triglycerides are usually starting to climb up when people are insulin resistant. They're getting too many sugars in their body. And so their body's having to store extra sugar and, com and compound it together with this glycerol backbone, this fat backbone. And it's just become a, a storage reservoir. Your liver has become a storage re reservoir for this, this uh, extra sugar in the body. So uh, there's so much more to it, you know. But, you know, if you look at the, the basic foundation like saturated fat is so stable so stable and we need it for that stability in those cell membranes again we talked about the voltage and the charge you need a good amount of cholesterol to be able to be that integrity for these cells so they don't just waste away it's kind of like the skeleton in your body if we didn't have a skeleton we we're just muscle we'd drip to the floor like a puddle right the, I mean, your, your skeletal structure to all your cell membranes is that cholesterol. So having low cholesterol is one of the dumbest things we can do for cellular health, right? Well, and let's talk about statins, man. Like our, you said something the other day, and I loved it. You said, what is it, the top cardiologist in the country, is it in the country, says there's only like one category of individuals that should be on statins. Yeah, Steve um, Sinatra is his name. Yeah, Steve Sinatra, and what is it, over 65 with a previous myocardial infarction, right? Yeah. And he says, and women, absolutely not. Yeah. But, man, I can't tell you how many people roll into my office or I have patients that because these numbers are showing a little elevated, that's the first thing that they're being thrown on is statin drugs. Yeah. And the first thing I tell people is absolutely not. Yeah. Like you need to do your research that is going to destroy the integrity of your cell membranes. It's going to de destroy your body's ability to do what it needs to do from a cellular level. And I tell them like, we need to go after the more of the root cause versus trying to just, you know, take a drug to fix this issue. Cause it's not going to fix anything. I mean, you also said, and everybody knows this. I mean, just look, open your eyes, and look at the bigger picture. We're not getting any better at this. <laughs> People are still dying of heart disease. It's still one of the biggest killers in our country. If we had it figured out, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. So yeah. apparently, that's not the answer. And what me and Nick are speaking to is we're, we're speaking to things that help clean up the system and just basically help the body work the way it was designed so that these aren't a problem. Yeah. Oh, do you ever think that maybe that's the fix versus like, oh, there must be a pill to do this? No, absolutely not. <laughs> And I would even go to Stephanie Seneff's research on Alzheimer's dementia, where she talks about like the, the damaging effects of constantly lowering cholesterol. She, she says too in her research, the problem isn't the cholesterol, it's the oxidized LDL. It's, it's the fats, like the unhealthy fish oils we're putting in our body that are just under immediate oxidation the moment they enter your stomach, you know, because of the temperature. Or, or the trans fats that we're pumping in our body, the adultered, the non-organic, GMO'd, canola oils, sunflower oils, and things like that that are non-organic are getting dumped into our body like at a ridiculous rate and it's creating chronic oxidative stress. 
And so the more those become a part of our cell membranes, the more, the more susceptible we are to viruses, to infections, to toxicity, to you know, emotional stressors, to chronic inflammation, just because we have no foundational structural support. And so we're getting oxidized fats, which is like, that is the fire. Well, for our listeners, I mean, if, if you're like, well, I don't take fish oil, I'm good. Well, you're not. Because if you eat out and you're eating processed food and you're not checking to see what kind of fat is in your food, you are getting hit with what Nick's saying yeah. every day. Totally. You know, like in my town, and, and this is probably across the country, there's a large amount of people that like to eat out all the time, man. They don't eat yeah. at home. Yeah. They eat out every meal. So if that's you and you're listening to this, you're getting toxic fats at almost every single meal you eat. And then if you're wondering why you don't feel well, well, that's why. Yeah. So this is what me and Nick are speaking to. Like, what is in your food and what are you, doubt, what are you getting hit with every day? Are you putting the right stuff in or are you just having a toxicity of the wrong stuff? Yeah, because can you, can you name a restaurant, especially, I mean, fast food aside, you, there's, there's no oh, way they're man. using extra virgin or organic it's olive oil. <laughs> so rare, right? Like even the fancy places aren't using uh, the right stuff. There's no you way. Know? And, and and people need to understand that it is it's the type of fats that they're cooking your food in. And, and like Brian was speaking to, like a lot of these places use all these other things. They throw into these fats and these oils to extend the life of them, which makes them like 10 times worse. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you may be eating what you think is a healthy meal, but it's got toxic fat on it. It was yeah. cooked in the wrong stuff, the wrong, the wrong form that your body actually needs to thrive. Yeah, and this, this is so foundational. And again, this comes with a level of responsibility because it's easy to go, well, well, shit, I, I can never eat out again. Like I can never, you know, life's going to suck going forward. Well, the, the idea is that, you know, if you can do the right things 80% of the time, it's okay to get a little bit of oxidized fat here and there. You know, your body will deal with it. Having some level of a triggering an inflammatory process is actually kind of healthy. It's kind of like it's not a bad idea to get the regular, you know, virus or you know get a, a stomach bug once in a while because it builds resilience. It, it, it impacts your immune system. It just, just like it impacts your inflammatory system, you become more resilient. But when you tip the scales in favor of too much, more than the body can handle, without enough of that reserve, without that you know beautiful river valley, the the garden that you're trying to create in your cells, that communication breakdown, the chronic oxidative stress, the reactive oxygen species, the you know de degenerative uh, changes that result from chronic inflammation are just going to persist. That's going to be the the default mode. But you you know you don't have to live from that space when you do the right things at least eighty percent of the time. I love it, man. So where's your scales at, everybody? Because if, you, if you're honest with yourself, this is giving you insight to where, why you might be where you're at. Yeah. So, brother, let's talk about our powerhouses within these cells. Yes. I mean, this, you know, do, doing yoga and, and breath work and, you know, all the stuff that, you know, I love to do, hit training, exercise, you know, getting better respiration is – is like right up there with uh, you know step number one, which is um, you know fixing the cell membranes. It's well, it's part and parcel, really. So I think I find it fascinating to think that I used to think that, or I used to understand that oxygen just diffused into your bloodstream and just you know as a little individual molecule eventually found its way into its red blood cell. But it's actually being packaged up and carried 
through the different tissues of our body in these omega-6 little packets. So it's being carried to all the, the eventual capillary beds where it needs to go to feed your organs, your glands, your, you know, your fingertips, your toes. It's being packaged up in these little fatty cell membranes. And essentially, it's making its way, that oxygen has to make its way to its inevitable end, end point, which is the mitochondria in that target tissue. So yeah, the batteries of ourselves, the mitochondria receive that oxygen, but they also receive that sugar, that fat, that molecule of energy. And together, through this magical orgasm of oxygen and, and fuel, we get this molecule of ATP that's manufactured, which is our energy, uh, energy molecule. So foundational stuff. Well, you said something I heard you say you were talking about, you know, when you did, when you do keto, right, you were talking about how like you notice that like your ability, your endurance, all these things to carry oxygen, you just notice there's this massive effect in this jump in energy. And like for me, man, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life. And for the most part, I was one of those carb sugar burners, right? Because like, I didn't know better. And my endurance sucked, man. Like I had no endurance in sports. I always use that phrase of like, oh, I'm just like more of a short burst guy. I don't have like the long distance stuff, right? And then I remember when I finally like uh, started to change my lifestyle. I got into like a lot of the fasting and the keto stuff and I hit really hard uh, training for some of my Spartan stuff, man. And my endurance went up through the roof. I mean, you used it was, to say you hated running. Yeah, right? I hated it, man. <laughs> but it was incredible. Like I remember like taking Diego on a little bike ride and I was pulling him behind me on, on his little weehoo thing. And we were going up hills because in El Paso we have a, we're on the mountain. And like I just kind of had this mindset going up this hill, like, oh man, this thing is gonna kill me. Like I'm not <laughs> gonna make it. Like I'm gonna have to get off the bike and walk the bike. Dude, I just like pummeled up the mountain like it was nothing. But I was in full blown ketosis. And I was so surprised at the performance of my body, but this is what this is what we're speaking to everybody. I mean, you don't have to be an athlete to be getting these benefits. I was feeling the effect of the the health at my cells at that point, of the efficiency of them to like move, you know, energy and oxygen and all this stuff easily. And my cellular respiration had gone through the roof because I was feeding my cells all the right things, man. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was and I was devout in it and focusing on it and man it's incredible it, it really is and so like w- you all, everybody can experience this but it's just like getting the right ratios to improve your cell function right and understanding that like this is everything from not just the cell membrane but to even the mitochondria because what is it 40% of the membrane of the mitochondria is omega-6s of these mm-hmm. So again, like these guys that are your batteries inside of our cells, they need the right the right parent forms of these things as well to function and, and to express themselves, you know. So it's huge, man. Like I've felt that and yeah, I could speak about that all day. I mean, you really, really can tell the difference. Yeah, that's interesting because I you know, on one aspect I think, oh, well, it's because you're doing keto, but the other aspect is you massively cleaned up the kinds of fats that you were putting into your body. Oh, yeah. so you had a much higher threshold for beer, for your ability to deliver energy and you created healthier cell membranes around your mitochondria. Oh, massively, man. And, and you can feel it. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. crazy how much you can feel it. Yeah, because I mean, we're, we're in a culture of like more is more. So you think of like ketosis, got to get those ketones up because it's all about the ketones. You know, it's a, 
Got to drop that blood sugar. It's all about dropping the blood sugar. No, it's all about how are you taking in that information? So it really does just come back to those cell membranes again. And so I, th I think it's important for people to remember that. Like ketosis is, is a process which is important, but it's in the environment of uptake that matters, that communication again, that's so, so important. And, and you know, this takes us to the message of cardiolipin. So when we're dosing up on those... EPA, DHA, the derivative fats, the non-essential fatty acids that are being called essential fatty acids, they start to kick out something called cardiolipin, which is really important for cardiac function in the heart, of course, but also regulates apoptosis. So when this, when this cardiolipin gets kicked out of your cells, that means you're keeping your old damaged oxidized cells around longer than they're supposed to be, and the mechanisms to shut that down are getting dismantled because of this massive over-intoxication of your derivative, derivative fats. And that's happening in the mitochondria. It's kind of like I tell everybody, sometimes we're just getting in our own way. <laughs> and we don't <laughs> so know true. that we're doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just con it's just finding that consciousness, right? Of, of like, oh, I didn't know I was doing that wrong. I need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so let's, this. let's talk about, or oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're going to talk about ratios, right? Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. I was going to say. So let's talk about the ratios. Your brain is 100 parts omega-6 to one part omega-3. Like that's such a massive dis dismantling of what we've been taught. You know, take the walnut oil because it's high in omega-3. Take your fish oil, the DHA, because it's high in omega-3. Uh, guess what? Your brain is four only 14% of that 100 to 1 ratio of omega-6 to 3. F the 1% or the, one, the factor of 1, 14% of that is in this DHA derivative. And then to just give a, give a relationship, arachidonic acid, which is considered to be a bad fat, which is on the omega-6 side, makes up 10% of that, of that uh, ratio in the brain. So, you know, an order of magnitude, I mean, they're kind of the same amount. You know, this, this quote-unquote inflammatory fat is about equal to the amount of DHA, yet we're taking 200, 500 a thousand milligrams or more of DHA on a regular basis when our body only wants about three to seven milligrams. So 100 parts omega-6 to one part omega-3 in the brain. And then get this, the other huge illness that so many people are dealing with, cardiovascular disease, the intima lining is 100% omega-6 fats in the intima lining of our cardiovascular system. So it's like the epithelial tissue of the cardiovascular system the outer wall that, that, that surfaces the blood is all omega-6 fats. Yet, what do we give for cardiovascular disease? Omega-3 fats. Like, physiologically speaking, it doesn't make sense, right? And then your skin. Who isn't on an omega-3 fatty acid from fish with a skin issue these days? Everybody is. Again, we used to prescribe it. Well, and that's <laughs> why I first heard this research, man. I was... Uh, oh, okay, cool. I heard a speaker talking about how fish oil is oxidizing. And it's building up in our skin. And then when the sun hits, it like oxidizes it more and causes skin cancer. And so like I, that was like five years ago we talked about that. And that's, that was one of the main reasons I stopped giving people fish oil and I switched to the parent essential oils using plant-based oils. Yeah. Yeah. And but so I mean, skin, 100% omega-6 uh, fats. Yeah. Right. And again, just building blocks, right? Yeah. Well, that's crazy on the have. cardiovascular piece, right? Like, I think oh, you just explained to everybody why we have cardiovascular disease and why it's not getting better. Yeah. All right. What else we got, man? So muscle. Go ahead. 6.5 to 1 for muscle, making 50% of our body. 
Yeah. That's massive. And then tissues on a, on a whole or on average are 11 to 1. And on average, our organs are 4 to 1, right? That's something yeah. we talk about. And then fats for fat stores, 22 to 1. So, man, we're completely upside down on this, weren't we? Completely. People yeah. have been doing way too much three, not enough six. And think about that too. Like, you know, let's say you're overweight, um, you know, insulin resistance, that whole thing, so much oxidative stress. And then you're also dumping fish oils in your body. Talk about a massive overwhelm. Like, think about what you're It's like literally pouring water or something else into a gasoline tank. You're, you're literally using the wrong fuel altogether and so much so that your cells just can't function. Like, it's just, it's an impossibility. It's the wrong it's a complete wrong makeup. And so if you're 22 parts omega-6 to one part omega-3 uh, in your fat and you're trying to eliminate fat, but yet you're putting toxic fats into your body despite trying to do the right thing, I mean, it's literally like beating your head against the wall. You might as well just get rid of all the fat intake altogether and, and just you know focus on you know, whole foods type of eating plan. I mean, it's completely crazy. I think you may have just given people the answer to why they're not doing well man because like i know people are listening to this and they're like holy crap that's me yeah because this was us man i mean yeah. it's no different like we're not like like you say like you know we know better now but like this information just got to get out man the more i hear it the more i'm like oh my god oh my god we need to tell everybody tell everybody yeah. <laughs> right yeah so where so, are they gonna get these good ratios man yeah so i mean i think the the big take-home point for feeding yourself the right kind of uh, fats is really like if you if you're eating in a restaurant you're not going to get good fats there's just it's it's going to be near impossible so when you're in a restaurant maybe you can ask if they can cook the food in butter at least that would save you a little bit of stress or coconut oil maybe they've got that at the restaurant uh, you can always ask and see if they will do that for you but <clears throat> essentially when you go to a restaurant just count on the fact that you're you're going to get some seriously oxidized fats it's just it is what it is so you know, when you look at uh, the breakdowns of, of healthy fats and unhealthy fats, there's much higher amounts of omega-6 fats and things like safflower oil, almonds, sunflower, sesame, pumpkin, sesame seeds. Uh, you know, you're going to get bigger omega-6 ratios. And then flax seed, which is typically, you know, a higher omega-3 fat would have less omega-6, but it still has some. You know, so those are some of your big ones. But the big, the big take-home point is that you know, that has to be organic. It can't be non-organic fats because they're going to be oxidized. They're going to be, you know, stripped with chemicals instead of, you know, through natural processing. Um, and so getting good quality fats is so, so key. But, you know, I used to think the sunflower oil was bad, right? Because, you know, safflower, uh, sunflower, but they're, they're some of the highest omega-6 content fats. But again, you know, knowing a source is really important. So I don't know if you've, have you used the uh, Andrea's seed oils? I'd like to get them on a podcast, by the way. I haven't, but I will now. So yeah. you're telling me. <clears throat> so uh, Andrea, I just, uh, I mean, the more we research the, this fat department, there's, there's a processing, um, uh, basically, uh, uh, there's a way to process fats that are either going to, increase oxidation or minimize it in a massive way and so when you're stripping down these these like whether it be olive oil or again sunflower safflower whatever it is when you're stripping them with chemicals and they could be organic chemicals 
you could still be creating a ton of oxidation. So knowing the kinds of fats and how you're putting them into your body is really going to be determining uh, whether or not you're contributing to this oxidative stress. So supplementation is usually easiest. You know, this is what we, why we use the Pure Form, the Vista 2, the Vista 1. Um, but Andrea seed oils are, have some of the lowest. I mean, maybe there's other ones out there. And if you're listening and you've got other good quality source of these uh, organic uh, vegetable-based oils that are higher in omega-6, let us know. Uh, but the only one that I know, more food-based, that, that has the high purity, high quality is Andrea's seed oils. And um, like I said, we haven't connected with him on this podcast, but um, I think that would be a good guest to have on. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I love my pure form, man. I, oh, totally. I, I, I really, it's, it's a solid supplement. So for anybody who wants to maybe just get started with supplementing some of this stuff, pure form is a great company. Um, you're actually the one that turned me on to that, man. So. Mm. It's a Canadian company. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Even better. There you go. Dr. Jeff Matheson, I think, is the name of the medical doctor who uh, who made it. And, and Brian Peskin, I think he's uh, is a, an advisor, a consultant on that product. So, awesome. <clears throat> you know, there's something in the, you know, some of the questions or one of the questions that people have about the fish oils is, what about the Delta-5 desaturase enzyme? You know, this enzyme that takes, you know, your, your omega-6, omega-3 parent oil eventually through the, the many different... Uh, you know, mechanisms that break down eventually into these derivative fats. Uh, there's an enzyme called delta-5 delta desaturase, which turns them into the EPA, DHA. So an argument is that, well, people don't convert that very well. And so there, I guess some of the research on that is that people who are really, really sick, you know, maybe going through chemo or they have cancer, they're deep into, you know, maybe drug overdose or toxicity burden, people who are really, really sick, that enzyme is probably not going to be working very well because your body has basically compartmentalized where it needs to focus its energy. And that's probably going to be on detox and trying to manage inflammation. And so though that enzyme activity may not be very strong. But for most of us, that's going to work quite well. But one of the things that, that they did in the pure form oil was they added the GLA. GLA, gamma-linolenic acid, is, a, is a, basically a very easy conversion into uh, the derivative fats. And so, you know, people that are concerned about that, Pureform has that extra support uh, with the GLA. So, Awesome. Kudos. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's good to know. So, Matt, let's talk real quick. We're just kind of all-encompassing to, to wrap up. So, uh, disease is on the rise, everybody. There's more cancer, one in two now. More chronic pain and inflammation. There's more cardiovascular disease right now. There's more Alzheimer's. There's more diabetes. Autoimmune is like skyrocketing in this day and age, right? The list goes on and on. And what is this theme at the very foundation? Like you say, it's oxygen and energy. And so what me and Nick are speaking to today is literally your body's ability to innately take in oxygen and convert energy and all these things. And this all comes back to membrane health. And so could all these diseases be on the rise because we have some of these basic building blocks and these foundations upside down? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's really why we wanted to kind of speak about this is because we feel this is so important for everybody to get right. Because yeah. no matter what you're doing for your health right now, this is something that you have to be able to check that box. You've got to be able to look at it and say, yeah, I'm doing that right already. I'm good. And if you're not, it's time for changes. And like Nick's saying, it's going to take 18 weeks to get this toxic stuff out of your system, start putting the good stuff in, 
and just watch what this amazing body does for you. Couldn't say any better than that, buddy. I mean, there, there's so much to this information and we, and we just literally scratched the surface with some of the information that people need to know about this. But I think hopefully it's enough of a broad brush stroke so that people can take this information, start to study it on your own, you know, read the PO solution, you know, learn more about uh, what kind of fats you're putting into your body now, you know, maybe supplement if, if you, um, uh, if you're not, if you know, you're not getting that on a regular basis, but yeah, I mean, you, you said it right. This, this is the foundational tool and we need to all t do a better job with it. I mean, including myself, you know, I, I, just, uh, you know, I took a break from taking some of the oils just because, you know, I'm doing everything right in my diet, you know, quote unquote. And then I realized like after kind of digging, digging into this information again, like, you know, but what if I'm not doing it right? And so, you know, maybe for a month or two or three or four or six, you know, get, get those, get that 18 weeks in of just resupplementing things in, see how you feel, you know, get that 80% effort in and uh, be more conscious on a regular basis and start to ask, you know, what am I doing often enough that's contributing to dysfunction in my body? And what am I not doing enough of? And I think those two basic questions can, you know, start to answer some things for us. Well, there's their home play, man. That's it. Yeah. Which way is your scale tipping right now? Yeah. And how do, how do you need to make adjustments to move forward? And so, um, yeah, this was good, man. I'm so glad we, we, we focused on this today. It's such neat. It's such a needed thing. And, uh, please leave leave us some comments on our social media pages. Uh, like Nick's saying, create more awareness. There's a lot of information out there. Uh, go back and listen to our, our previous podcast with Brian Peskin. That's a really good one to kind of get you going. But um, yeah, absolutely, man. Very good. Yeah. And we'll we'll bring some more guests that can fill in information on this topic because it is such an important one. So uh, we'll we'll you know add to this uh, repository of information for all of you. Muy bien. Yeah, good to see you, brother. You too, see brother. You the next one. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.